coming up this week, Disney announces a major change coming to Pirates of the Caribbean. Adventureland's renovations are, are already done, and Andrew Sutton makes pizza. Plus later, Tony eats his way through the Summer of Heroes. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 687, for the week of July 2nd, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Marge and Malad Willie. Hello. There she is. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Tyler Crouch. Hello, everyone. And Tony Spatel. In honor of Nancy not being here, hello. (laughs) 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 She sings much better than I do. Yes, and Nancy is actually in the parks tonight, so I don't know. She might might call in later and and tell us how the fireworks are going, but actually it's too early for that. I don't know what she was talking. She was thinking about she could just report from from the fireworks, but that's like... Two hours away. Um, hello to our friends that are listening live on Mixler. Speaking of two hours away, um, if you want to listen and chat live to the Disneyland edition, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, every Sunday evening for at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, how was everyone's week? Good. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. And 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 Tony's traveling a little bit, but Mary Jo's been traveling too. Where are you at? You're in. Where are you at? I'm in Winnipeg, Canada. You're you're international. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm international, Ooh, but for Canada Day, what did you do to celebrate Canada Day? See, that's that's the thing. We were here on Canada Day. Well, the first thing we did is we went to the Royal Canadian Mint, and we got some loonies and toonies, and uh, I thought you we were actually get, uh, she got some mints. What? <laughs> no, we uh, chocolate. Mm-hmm. The, the line to get the – you could purchase five loonies, which is about $5. You could purchase them, um, and they were oh, they were going to be minted yesterday on Canada Day, and the line was over an hour long wow. to, to get that line. Or what you could do is purchase the um, – it was like one of each coin, one of each denomination of coins, and it had that. Plus, they have a glow – okay, this is how cool Canada is. They have a glow-in-the-dark. <laughs> Moose. No, not not moose. I think <laughs> no. that one's a toonie. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But it's the Aurora Borealis. It's oh, so wow. cool. And then they have another one that's in color with um it's an it's a quarter and it's got uh I believe they're turtles and birds and stuff in color. They're oh. they're they're their their money is so pretty pure you almost don't want to spend it because it's so so cool. But anyway, so we went to the Royal Canadian Mint and, and that was neat. Met, bunch of nice nice people uh we did learn to say sorry a lot <laughs> and and um then we went to a popular place here in winnipeg called the forks and it's where the Uh-oh. i'm sorry for um if i mispronounce it but it was um it's uh where the assiniboine river meets the red river okay. which is really cool so um, anyway, the Forks had all kinds of things. It's 
a historical place as well as a place and more and more people <laughs> as the day wore on um moved moved in and they have a really cool place called it's like a farmer's market with a bunch of booths and everything and people were just partying it was fun very cool and Sounds i like talked over somebody yeah um, yeah so happy today by the way there you go um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, don't forget about the rest of the Diz Unplugged family podcast. I believe the Dream Show and the Orlando Show are dark this week, uh, but we should still have a Best and the Worst of Orlando on Wednesday, Universal Show on Thursday, and Diz Pop on Friday. And of course, every Monday through Friday at 9am, the Daily Fix, except for, I'm sure, on the 4th. Um, so watch for that as well. Things are a little fluid. And then it's July, Michael. It is July. So July 7th, Connecting with Walt returns. And we are going to continue our examination of Walt Disney's animated films. And we're going to ask the question, how was Mickey Mouse really born? And you might be surprised to hear uh, the different stories that transpired over the creation of Mickey Mouse Ooh. over the decades. So Sounds tune exciting. in and hear me and Craig um share these stories with you on july 7th i was on a cruise on a disney cruise i think this was one i went on just by myself it's and, so hard for tom because he's always on cruises stop it is it this one is it this but, no one? but it was okay so that's not the important part of the story um sometimes they bring in like um guest speakers which was you know i i had never seen but uh leslie i Mm-hmm. was yeah. was one of the speakers and so she talked a little bit about her her father's involvement in in the creation of Mickey Mouse so be interested to hear that we, and we we do address that mm-hmm. and why he why Ub is not included in the official story of the creation of Mickey Mouse ah yeah all right um let's talk housekeeping uh I, i'm gonna run through a bunch of things tony and i spent some time in the parks uh, yes i actually i, I went know, three days in a I freaking know. row i know <laughs> it's crazy uh, so adventureland i knew that was gonna take no time at all but all all the walls are down already in adventureland uh how's the new seating area tony okay i was kind of blown away mm-hmm. uh i won't tell you about the fact that i forgot when I went to get an iced tea that river bell is a sit, sit down. down. I walked in, I'm like, there's nobody in here. And then I looked at her. I was like, Oh my bad. I'm sorry. I forgot. I've even reviewed it with you and Mary Jo, but the amount of space they have in there is pretty amazing. And I think I texted you at the time, Tom, there was like 14 or 15 tables, right? And then about like, seven nice. stand up tables and then long counters. There's room for tons of people That's in there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. and it was actually spread out like there was room to move and then what i noticed and help please correct me if i'm wrong which i know you guys will in the chat room will as well that there was now a, a queue for um the uh or at least the way it was lined it didn't look like the for uh i want to call it tango for the bengal barbecue the line's not sticking out into Adventureland. Mm-hmm. It's going sideways. When they got Carol. rid of that, the counter that was around that tree, they got rid of all the tables. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad was... that they've added a lot more seating because it just seems like like once they once they changed over Riverbell, like you used to be able to go in there for a little bit of seating when you got your Bengal barbecue food, but once they changed it over, it was like really hard to find seating for Bengal barbecue. Right. 
And to be honest, another confession, I had never eaten there just because of the line, even though I knew it was like the best food in the park. And where am I going to eat it? Because there's no space. I immediately ordered something just because I could actually get it and then go into the um, shaded, somewhat air-conditioned area Mm -hmm. and eat it. So I was really pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and happy with the way the seating was there. It was great. I'm interested in seeing... And I know we'll never hear it, but I would be interested in knowing how this will affect the revenue for Bingo Barbecue. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that people didn't buy there because who would want to buy food and sat and stand in the sun and eat it? Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas now kinda, you can go and sit down, you know? Right. You'd have to know what you were in for. You'd kind of have to know, like, oh, yeah, I want Bingo Barbecue. You wouldn't look at it and go, that's a great option because it just didn't look super inviting. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. In Adventureland, we had wondered if they were going to get rid of the planters going down the center of the walkway. Did I, they, or are they I, still I don't, there? No, they didn't do anything like no. that. They're still there. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I'm glad because I yeah. like those. Right. All they did was move the stroller parking into uh, Tropical Imports. Uh-huh. Okay. And got rid of the got rid of Indie and and the the other uh, the shop next to it and used that for. The seating and for the fruit cart is now inside next to the seating. Mm-hmm. So they got a better gig too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. no, I mean it was it was always under the shade, but because it was in tropical airports. But it just seems so much like I, I was really because I you know I was oh what are they trying to do? I really think there was thought put forth and mm-hmm. it really they they succeeded. Before I met up with you, Tony, on when was that Wednesday? I was walking through Adventureland and I saw Michael Colglazier, who's the president of Disneyland Resort, coming go, walking through Adventureland like like he had been taking a tour of the of the construction. So, at least he's got he's got some some involvement in making sure it's right. One thing, that Tom, was, are you sure it's not you? Because you see him, then you see Andrew Sutton. I know, Maybe right? it's you. What was really weird, though, is he didn't have a name tag on. It's like two suits walking around the park, but they didn't have their name tags on. I was like, Walt wouldn't like that. Um, something else Tony and I did is we collected all of the uh, Rivers of America cards. Have you? Have oh, you, how was that? Cool. Have you framed yours, Tony? Not yet, because I've traveled, <laughs> but... Um... Mm. I, and you know what's funny is when I went back to get the pictures for you, mm-hmm. again, this is totally blowing my mind that I got to do podcast stuff finally and I had right. the days to go to Disneyland, which was exciting, um, was I thought, do I go back and get another set so I can right. have a really perfectly mint <laughs> set? But then I was, no, I got to I gotta go back. All but right, um, so I've me- not framed mine. However, they are ready to be framed. Okay. Uh, let me go through the locations with you guys. Um, we first we stopped at the Bonanza Outfitters in Frontierland. Then we went to uh, Port Or no. Then we went to Riverbell Terrace, um, and the same one that you get at Riverbell Terrace, you can also get at the new Adventureland Fruit Cart. Uh, then we went to Pieces of Eight and got one there. And we're like, "Is there another one in New Orleans Square?" She's like, "No, this is the only one." She lies. Because there's another one at <laughs> Liar. Um, at uh, Port Royal. We went to town 
we went to a city hall and made sure that yeah, they found no, out yeah, that she no, was fine. No, I did, no, we didn't. Um, and then <laughs> the other, the next location is either the raft dock, the Tom Sawyer raft dock, uh, which was closed at the time. Their backup location for that is the lemonade, the frozen lemonade stand. So they have them there. And then finally, you can get the last one at either Hungry Bear or the Briar Patch. So, like I said, some of those have double locations just because I think, like, some, some locations close early, so they have backup locations. But it was fun. I mean, and they were like, how many do you want? We are like, just one a piece is fine, thanks. No, 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 get a set for me. I'm sorry. I didn't even think They'll that. be out of them by the time. That- <laughs> well, and, 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 well, that's, and as Tom and I debated, we're like, what about Michael? I said, look, that's going to just make, if we don't give him any, that's just more scarcity. We're, we're trying to, we were putting them on eBay as we were collecting them. So, no. They, it's yes, funny, nobody you know knows about it but I us. like that. <laughs> no, we weren't even, we weren't even, yeah, I know, we, we, we. We didn't do that for you. If you really want mine, Michael, I'll let you have. Oh no, I won't take yours. Dina said she, in the chat room said she's going to get them. For oh, well, I, I mean, I'm a jerk, so. Uh, <laughs> it was easy, right? I mean, it was as, easy to get as, them as long as like, you know. You know. Yeah. Wait. Why did? Wait. No, Tom. Now I'm kind of frustrated. Why did you? We just get two. Why didn't we get like five? Because we're yeah, we're, I actually because we're we're considerate of resources. Hey, okay, so then I can't be inconsiderate <laughs> and considerate at the same time. My point is made. I Thank know. you. Okay. Uh, we also saw, because we were there kind of late in the afternoon, we saw the, the railroad being tested. <clears throat> so they've started testing the Disneyland Railroad, and we kind of got to see it go across the the trestle area a little bit. It was hard, hard to see over the walls, but got to see a little bit. And then Mary Jo... That's jo- exciting. Mary Jo, you would, be, is. you would be proud. Tony saw the flag retreat. Yes, what? first time ever. Oh, it's, it, it was all my, all these things that I'd never done there before. Bengal barbecue after years and years of going just because I'm too lazy to wait in the line in the hot sun. And then the flag retreat. What did what you, you think, think of it? Oh, it's amazing. You know, when I see that, I, that's what I always, anytime I see things like that, I go, this is why Disneyland is Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And this is why Walt knew what he was doing. And it was just, it was amazing. It was just this is Disneyland and this is why people are willing to spend $2,000 when it eventually gets to that on a pass. Cause you can see li- those little things. I mean, it's not a little thing, but those, that's just an extra piece. When everybody just thinks yeah. about the rides, it's all those other pieces yeah. that make Disneyland those, amazing. It's definitely one of those small things that can make you tear up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, like, yeah, everybody loves those emotional moments and the nighttime Disney shows and everything, but it's nice to know that you can also just tear up about something actually real at Disneyland, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's nice. Um, I have that's one, how I feel about it. I have one last thing in Disneyland. Galactic Grill is no more. Uh, the, oh, really? The big, the big ugly sign that they had out there is gone, so you can start calling it Tomorrowland Terrace again. <laughs> no more, no more black bread. Um, oh no, that was that's been gone a while, and and oh, has it? and 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 they've they've un Star Wars the the names of the of the food. So oh, it's just okay. like special burger and you know cheeseburger, hamburger, chicken sandwich. So I mean, you my can question s- to you guys is how long do you think the Red Rose Tavern is going to stick around? 
That, that was... I hope it sticks around for a while. I was happy to see it when I passed by it not too long ago. Right. I I hope it stays. I personally think the food is better than the village house. Right. Yeah. yeah. So better variety. Yeah. Something different. Um, because now since since Tomorrowland Terrace is back, we've got plain burgers again. So plain ish burgers. Yeah. Are, and are they just as good as they were before? <laughs> um, oh, the burgers? Mm-hmm. They weren't that good before, were they? No, that's okay. why. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Okay. <laughs> they didn't step it up and decide, yeah. okay, we're going to do something better I, now yeah. that we're reopening. I personally again. thought the Star Wars burgers were better than just the regular burgers that they I mean, had. I mean, I think the burgers are, are a little kicked up because it's it's like... Didn't they have like grilled onions and stuff like that? So it's not just a regular burger, yeah. but it's not as themed. One of them as, had like the fried peppers, right? Yeah, so I don't think I don't. Yeah, I think that's gone. But anyway, well, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, that was like but, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but the fried peppers are on one of the things that the red uh, rose. Mm-hmm. On the, one of the sandwiches there. Yeah, the that's obviously their new. I, that's what I love about Disney I, food when they try something new. It's let's put this new thing everywhere. Uh, yes. Well, it's the fried green beans actually, though, that you're talking about, right? On the cali- no, cauliflower. No, sandwich. there was a cherry fried cherry peppers on something too. Oh, there on are some yeah. san- on some sandwich. There okay. Was one. Okay. All right. Um, let's see what else I took. Oh, real quick, uh, going over to DCA, we saw the Summer of Heroes Showcase, which is now in the old in the in the Sunset Showcase Theater. Um, it, it it's a pass. Um, this, and I warned Tom. I was like, "We really, I we know. really should." I'm like, dude, well, you know, he convinced me that it was going to be. I did not better I, than average. No, no, I can. I can be better than average. I I convinced you that we should do take one for the team and go see it. Uh, so this so this is where they've been doing movie previews, and apparently they don't have a movie preview going mm-hmm. right now. So they they brought in some like four different costumes from the Marvel universe. And then they did, they sat down with Kevin, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Feige, Feige or Feige or something that the, I think it's, I thought it was Feige. Okay. I'm not pre- sure. pre- president of Marvel talked to him a little bit and then showed a bunch of clips from the Marvel family of movies. So. Um, and that's a little, a little bit of 4D, but not a lot. There's some, some spraying water. It was not in 3D. So, um, anyway, so. You don't need to do that. Um, <laughs> all right, Nancy wants to talk. She's in the parks and she's she's eating at Bengal Barbecue. Let's see if we can get her on the line. Hold on. Now, she, Ooh, now I hear the war drums. I know. Now, now, now she now she now she won't take our call. <laughs> she's probably eating. Mm, yeah. She's deep in the jungle. Hey, are you there? Maybe piranha ate her. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> No, they're they're man eaters, Michael. The, 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 <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> maybe Uncle, maybe Trader Sam. Daughter. <laughs> Tom, did you? Well, oh, should oh, we get her? Hey. Yeah, we got it. Hey, okay. all right, you got a horrible reception. It's a jungle oh, telegraph. Yeah, because I. Oh yeah, it's not going to uh, happen. I am in Adventureland. All right. I am yeah. in Adventureland. Is that better? Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk quickly, yeah. though. Okay, I am now. I am outside of the newly remodeled South Sea Traders, mm-hmm. where they have seen. Tell us what you've seen, Nancy. What are you seeing? Stop! Stop! Live. What are you seeing? 
It's like a news. This is exciting. I, I know, but her reception's okay, horrible. Can't, we can't. Your sister. Okay, hang on. It is so less congested here. It is amazing. There is nothing down the center of Adventureland at all. No ropes, no boundaries. The old Bengal barbecue tables have been removed. And the queue line actually extends up towards the River Bell, um, the River Bell door. So they've got more room for it to snake through. They've done a really cute job remodeling um, the table area. T- Tony didn't They've call it cute. All- I did not huh? call it cute. I did not. No. Yes, he I was said not it was precious. <laughs> yes, yeah. I said I thought I said adorable. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, they've done an they they did a nice job putting um, non-stealable artifacts on the walls. Nice. Did, did, did you try? Jennifer, <laughs> I stole about three things. Did, did you try the the pork belly yet? Oh my god, I haven't stuck it in my mouth yet, but it looks and smells phenomenal. Did, did you eat it? Literally, I, it I just mouth, got my it is food. Phenomenal. It's Hold amazing. on, there's a new menu item I didn't even realize. It's that. like one of those wow, temporary just, ones. Yeah. Okay. Placard things. Okay. So okay. He said they'd had yes, it for a couple and there's of months. a new drink. There's a new frozen slushy drink too. That oh, is oh. very good, and it comes with cute little umbrellas and okay, big fat bubble Okay, straws. so they announced that the drink and the the um. The hummus and there was the the the, the egg roll or something. No, the the he tuna roll, right? Isn't there something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a spring roll. Actually. Spring roll. Thank you. And yes. I I didn't see it on one menu board, but saw it when I got to the pickup window. Okay. And I would have had to have gone through the whole line again in order to get it. They, got it. Yeah. They just have so. a physical. Ex- they have an example of one, but that's it. Okay. I didn't see an example of one. I just I saw did. the dessert tail and the um, the dessert <laughs> tail and the standard tiger tail or tiger tail, whatever it is. All right. Sort of. Uh. But it's nice. And the bazaar still has a lot of stuff. Um, you know, they left Shrunken Ned in place. They left... Um, <laughs> They left a few things kind of in place that was there before, but I mean the decor is much more safari, <laughs> um, and I like the fact that they've got counters to stand up at as well as the sit-down tables. They could probably use one or two more tables, but for now it's a good ad. It's cool. a nice mix. Yeah, Nancy, what's the flavor of the drink with the boba in it? You know, it's purple. Oddly enough, but it's a little more sort of a, a a tropical, maybe a desert flower. Maybe there's no description of it. Okay, absolutely no description of it. It's generic berryish sort of tropical. Okay, I was going to say, do you tropical. remember the the snake egg uh, drink that they had when they were doing the juju? I don't know if it's anything like that, but that was kind of like a kind of citrusy. It it's got like hints of mango, I think. I forgot about that. But I'm not entirely 100% sure. I've had like three or four sips because they filled them literally to the brim. Hmm. And then the new skewer is $5.99, so that's not too bad. How generous is the the portion of the skewer? Um, It actually is bigger than the normal chicken skewers. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think probably because it's it's more fat. Because it's the pork they're going to throw away. Yeah, it's pork well, belly. So, Nancy, would you like... say... I'm Go sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Now, did you guys talk about the hummuses? 
Uh, we have, have a trio of hummus. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't try those. I actually got them. And they How were they? Like, the, they look really good. Mind you, literally, I just got my food in my hand when you guys buzzed me back on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so I haven't had a chance to touch anything. All right. But, well, we'll let, we'll let you get to your food. they okay. serve chips. The veggies are cut instead of like little sticks like veggies always are for hummus. They are cut in chips. So you can... You can, you know, literally scoop it up, and there's like carrots, and hummus, and cucumber. I mean, carrots ask... and um, broccoli, and hu- it's three different hummuses. Red pepper looks like plain, and something else, maybe is herb. It, is it completely vegetarian and vegan and all that good stuff? Yes, it, that definitely <laughs> looks like their veggie, on, their veggie veggie entree to go with the roasted. Um, you try the pork belly. I tried the. I, I like the pork belly. I, well, I really realize I've been cutting down on carbs, and I'm just going to always eat a single barbecue from now on. I know, right? Zoe said she tried the drinks, and they were really good. She would you guys say that? Would you guys say that the pork belly was a lot like uh, the pork belly that they've had, like at the California Adventure, like food festivals? Is it kind of the same quality and stuff? Kind of, yeah. And it's it's got the the hoisin sauce on it. Okay. Okay. All right, Nancy, go eat your go eat so your pork. Works. Okay. Go eat your pork belly. It sounds good. Oh, just FYI, hmm. man, Fourth of July on a on a on a Tuesday, this place is not crowded at all. Interesting. We walked straight through security. We walked straight through the turnstile. Now, mind you, it was like quarter to seven o'clock at night on a Sunday night, mm-hmm. but still. Nice. I mean, it is not, and we have a spot for the 4th of July fireworks literally right in front of the reserved areas, right in front of the castle. Excellent. All right. So now, wait, Nancy, got, before you go, pictures. can you just, yes. the last thing you say be, and I'm Nancy Johnson reporting live from <laughs> Disneyland for the Disney Plug Disney <laughs> And yes, this is Nancy, Zoe, and Lily Johnson reporting live uh. from Disneyland, from Adventureland, for the Dis Unplugged. <laughs> All right. Enjoy yourself, Yay. Nancy. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Does anybody remember the the punch or whatever they had at Bengal Barbecue when it was called Sunkissed, I Presume? I can't uh-huh. remember what Uh-oh. it was. That was the best drink in the park. I loved that when I was a boy. Hmm. Tom, what, yeah. can we do this regularly? That's the greatest thing <laughs> that ever. Was fun. That, was, that fun. was fun. The the problem I, I'll, the, I'll volunteer. The problem the one. The problem is making sure the good the reception is good. That was not too bad considering but considering, considering she was in the middle of Adventureland. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, did yeah. Mary Jo, we still have we still need to get to the parks and try the other new thing or the other temporary thing over at uh Clarabelle's. I tried to get Tony to eat it but he wouldn't. Oh. Heck, I'll try it with the tahini and all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, the mango. Yeah, yes. Oh, oh yeah, okay. mango. Yeah, I, I, I know mango. People love it. I just do not anything that. What did I taste? Something that had. Ma- I just do not like mango. Um, so yeah, so he good. tried. He tried to get me to do that and to go on the scary. <laughs> oh, I did try I to either. He wouldn't go on Guardians. Um, what? <laughs> I was oh about to gosh. ask what the scary I'm ride was. I'm scared of right? those rides. I know what okay. they're going to do. I just, I, you can't convince me. And the more you convince me, the more I get flashbacks to childhood where I was the kid. I'm going to start crying. That was a kid that wouldn't go on the roller coasters. Like, I know the feeling. I'm yeah. sure it's a great ride. I don't enjoy that feeling. 
to be, I agree go. with you. I understand what you mean. I, I, to be real with you, too, it's more intense than it's ever been. So if you didn't want to go on Tower of Terror, you're not going to want to go on Guardians of Galaxy. But, like, if you wanted to make me go on one there, I would definitely go on uh, California Screaming. Like, I love um, Rock and Roller Coaster in Disney World. I can handle that. I close my eyes for the first 35 seconds, but not the dropping. I'm not a fan of that. Well, so. see, if you can do the take, uh, I would equate the feeling of the takeoff on California Screaming. Uh, almost equally to the feeling of Tower of Terror, well, of Guardians well, of the Galaxy. Many people have used this same argument with me. <laughs> right, no, no. Hey, listen, yeah. I'm not trying to make you go on it. If you don't want to go on it, you don't have to go on it. And yeah, that's kind of my, that's, part, wonder if you guys want to know deep down why I started, I started liking Disney a lot as I became an adult, because I didn't have to worry about rides that were scary that I couldn't go on. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. the, I saw on Twitter today the other new thing that they're testing at um, Clarabelle's uh, floats with alcohol. No, really. So like uh, the orange, wow. the orange uh, was it Jones something uh, hard hard limit hard soda or whatever. Oh, Mike's hard lemonade. No, the, it was orange soda. Oh, and then uh, so, uh, hard root beer and then Guinness. I like really? in yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, well, in California Adventure, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said Clarabelle's, like yeah, the I, one. No, sir, Clarabelle's the hand scooped um, oh, on Buena Vista, Street. Buena Vista Street. Yeah, okay. I, was the I same thought thing. we were talking Toontown here. No, 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 no. They don't have okay. they don't have cool things in Toontown. What are you talking about? Okay. Jones Jones gotcha. Hard Soda. Yeah, Jones Jones Hard Orange Soda. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay, I've rambled. Um, any housekeeping, uh, Michael? You have you have results of our auction. What did we win? I do. Did I, did I win an original? Okay. Did I win an original map? Well, you have to tell. Well, the original map. <laughs> okay, that has annoyed me to no end. <laughs> it, I had to. Go it had, that has been so misreported, and even in including on some sites that are near and dear to my heart. But, uh, but okay, let me just repeat once for all, because I had people on Facebook so telling me how it made them cry to think that the original Herb Ryman map was being auctioned off. It is not. It, and Van Eaton Galleries, as I thought, very misleading initially in their reporting of this. And it, this was not the original Herb Ryman map that he drew on that fateful weekend with Walt Disney uh, as they ate tuna fish sandwiches and drank black coffee. Uh, this, <laughs> no, no, that is true. What a combo. I know. I know. Really. <laughs> but th th that map is safely in the archives. Uh, if you go, sometimes if you go on the backstage magic tour, that is something you can see. We saw it at the D23 Expo a while back. I think two expos ago. That one is safe. What they did do, though, is that basically they they made brown line copies of it that that were handmade. Is my understanding, and did, those were the ones that they went out. Did Ryman and, make the copies, or did somebody else make the copies? From what I understand, Herb Ryman made some of them, okay. and then other and others did them as well. And so these are a little thicker. Than the fine, the fine original drawing that Herb Ryman did, and so the lines in these is a little thicker, and some of them were colored in, uh, and anyway, and those are the ones that when they went out looking for investors, mm -hmm. um, they took those brown line maps with them 
to <laughs> to show investors and in case the, the investor wanted to keep it right so well i think just because they needed to show them something okay also uh, you know that this is what it's going to look like and because i I forgot how many of those were made, but I think it was under a dozen of the brown line maps. So this is one of those brown line maps that had been made. And that was auctioned off for $780,000. So More than I expected. What, did yeah. you, what would you think it's really worth, Michael? Oh, I have no idea. Whatever somebody's willing to pay yeah, for that's it. That's true. Okay. It's what it's you worth. Know, we talked about it on the last time I was on this show, but... I don't know what you would pay for it, but I would not expect for it to go for nearly that much, to be honest. I think you're going to be surprised by a few of the items here. Uh, that, oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. I will be so, but anyway, but that is still a remarkable piece of Disney history. So uh, anyway, so, the, so, you know, and, and I hope that brings that investor or the purchaser, you know, just a lot of joy and happiness and um, for for what he paid for it. Anyway, so uh, I'm just going to run through this really quickly. I'm just going in the order that they appear in the Van Eaton catalog. As you know, for me, I I bid on item number one, Walt Disney signed opening day guidebook. This was going for $7,000 to $9,000 is what they hoped for. And this did go over what they had hoped for it. And that was $9,500. Wow. So so, so what is that would you pay for? Um, for Walt Disney's autograph, ninety five hundred dollars. No way. Oh, I mean, on an opening I, day guidebook. I think that's what one would pay, but would I pay that? I'm not <laughs> so sure. <laughs> now, now Nancy's item is was uh, you might remember is a collection of thirteen signed Disneyland postcards, and these these are a collection of postcards, but they were autographed. Remember, they're autographed by Bill, by Ken Anderson, Bill Justice, Mark Davis, Herb Ryman, Ward Kimball, Sam McKinn, Claude Coates, Blaine Gibson, Marty Sklar, Charles Boyer, um, Wally Bogue, Tony Baxter, and Sean Hench. And two of these cards were personalized to Nancy. And some of these um, even had, they did sketches on them. So th- these were incredible. So 500 to $700. Again, this sold for more than what they were hoping and so i don't know if nancy was the winning bid but these went for eight hundred dollars oh wow that's not so bad yeah yeah and i mean when you think about some of the autographs i'm not surprised by that so oh and these just um just to let you know this price does not include the additional fees and shipping um Anyway, now, Mary Jo, you'll have to let us know what you bid on your item. This was the Partners um, lithograph um, by Charles Boyer, and it was signed by him. And, of course, it's a very rare cast member exclusive limited edition, if you recall. And it's Walt Disney holding hands with Mickey Mouse. This was um, created to celebrate Disneyland's 200th million guests and was limited to 2,500 pieces. And this was number 2,500 of 2,500. So it was 200 to $400. So, so Mary Jo, what would you have been willing to pay for this priceless work of art? And then um, I'll tell you what somebody <laughs> paid for it. Would they really? I, <laughs> I was thinking 250 mm-hmm. You would not. You would not have won. 
This went, <laughs> this, this went for one thousand seven hundred. Oh wow! I know. Really? Mm-hmm. I can see that, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. I mean, if you think yeah. about a lot of the art they sell in uh, Wonderground and stuff, I can totally see that. But this was just a print, right? Right. It was just uh, a lithograph. Even so, yeah. I mean, I get yeah. that, but even so. <laughs> yeah, and it's 1981. So Then we come to Tony's. Tony, yours was yes. the Haunted Mansion Tomb Suite Tomb Prop. Mm-hmm. That was displayed in the corridor of doors seen in the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. And it was removed during... Um, the rehab and it was given as a gift by Jason, uh, by Imagineer Jason Sorrell. Now this, you, you know, because I'm assuming you got the winning bid on this mm-hmm. one. It was a printed paper on a foam core backing and it was in very good condition. And the back is inscribed from WDW corridor of doors to yours, Jason Sorrell. Now this was going, they hope between 3000 to $5,000. So Tony, what would you have been willing to pay? Well, this. I was willing to pay six. So, six I mean, I just dollars, I told my person no, six thousand. I told okay. my person just bid whatever it took. That's why I got it. Obviously, I just obviously. don't. It's not even that important. I don't even remember how much I spent. Well, let me remind <laughs> you, Tony. You, you spent. Are you sitting down for this? Yes, I am. In case you didn't check your account yes. lately, you spent twenty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, now wait, wait, wait. Okay, I need to call somebody. <laughs> I said six thousand was my limit. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh now, my that was God. that was before you told me to, to whatever it took. Holy cow! <laughs> you are now. I was bad with decimals. Owner, yeah, he was bad with decimals. I knew I shouldn't have used him as my hmm. surrogate. $22,500. For, for foam and paper. <sighs> but it, it's beautiful, and it hung it hung in the Haunted Mansion. So are the ones I get at the dollar store for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my issue, is that it wasn't that rare? Uh, well, except those weren't authentic. <laughs> well, yeah, but I yeah. mean... For twenty two thousand, there's I there were other things that I feel like were more ra- were rarer and more Disney. Yeah, there's there's something about the haunted mansion that just you know brings out the crazy, the, uh, the crazy, the crazy, the fanatic, the fanatic. I, Let's say fanatic. I'm thinking I could have stolen one, paid the fine and the jail time, and still got out less than the twenty two grand. <laughs> And and Keith mentioned in the chat room. Yes, Keith, I was informed originally they had held back on the Walt Disney uh, autograph because it did not meet the minimum, but apparently it finally did. Hmm. So anyway, all right. So uh, okay, and then Tom, hmm. I, I, I'm sure West is looking forward to driving around yes. in his authentic Disneyland Mark Seven Atopia vehicle. And remember, this was the the Mark Seven. That ran from 1967 to 1999, designed by legendary Imagineer Bob Gurr. This is the original fiberglass body, and it go- it goes into the whole description of it anyway. And you got a deal on this one because this was going for eighteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars, and it came in at the minimum eighteen thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! So, good job, Tom. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you must have, because I thought it would go for more than that. 
So, uh, so that was it. So, congratulations, everyone, nice, nice. Thank on, you, on your winnings there. <laughs> and we'll look forward to the fall, uh, fall Disneyland auctions yes. every every six months, whether we need it or not. Yes. Yeah. Well, they keep finding stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, they will keep on finding stuff. Trust me. Yes. Well, there's going to be a foam core. Uh, sign from the uh, Haunted Mansion that's going to be up for auction starting at twenty three thousand yes, no, yes. in six months. Nice. All right. Any other housekeeping? Good. Okay, because we're like forty five minutes in. Um, real quick, just want to remind you about coasting for kids. For those of you in the Oklahoma City area, August. Let's see, September sixteenth at Frontier City. And for those of you in the Northeast, uh, Quasi Amusement Park in Middlebury, Connecticut on August 16th. Um, check our Facebook page for details, but I would really love to see some Dizzers sign up for those. Um, okay, this is like w- the, w- the one percenter thing again that we tend to do. So the cruise I'm going on in, um, oh, three weeks. Um, we just found out that since it's a, a nine night cruise, they sometimes bring on extra entertainment. Um, the rumor is the entertainment, extra entertainment on our cruise is going to be Susan Egan. Oh, wow. Right? Belle. Nice. So oh my God. Susan Egan is the voice of Megara from Hercules, the, the animated feature, and then also the original Broadway Belle from Beauty and the mm-hmm. Beast. So. Mm-hmm. That would be, be fantastic. That would be an awesome show. Yes, I may. I might be stalking her in the hallways. <laughs> Sing now. Oh, um. oh boy! <laughs> Watch out there, Susan. Get the. Res- she'll just have restraining <laughs> orders on hand. Right. Like, she just co- copied the one from Jody Benson. All right. Um. It's it's her it's her photo with the autograph on one side, the restraining order on the back. Yes, just, exactly. There you go. Yes. You've been served. Here's my picture. Um. Right. If there is no other housekeeping, it's time for news. Tony. Three sets on Disney's Golden Oak Ranch have burned in the Placerita Fire. A fire that originated somewhere near Placerita Canyon Road in Highway 14, southeast of Santa, Re- Santa Clarita, California, consumed 760 acres. Three Disney production sets were destroyed by the blaze. Investigations are still underway for the fire's initial cause. The L.A. County Fire Department received their first report around 1 p.m. on a Sunday. And then within 20 minutes from that call, the affected area was estimated at about three acres. Within And then by 1.39 that day, the fire was expected to be an hour away from Disney's Golden Oak Ranch. It And the fire did jump the freeway, burning towards the Disney Ranch, according to Captain Ron Harrelson of the L.A. County Fire Department. By 2 o'clock that afternoon, the Disney Ranch had already suffered the loss of one structure, the fire having consumed 300 acres at that point. Just after 3 o'clock, 230 firefighters were deployed to fight the now 500-acre inferno. Although estimates vary during the suppression attempt, the total affected area was thought to be 760 acres. Wow. So... That's sad. What happened? They lost three production set buildings. I'm trying to figure out what. I wonder what those were. I was trying to find out which ones, but I didn't come across. What, do you know anything. what kind of things get filmed out there, Michael? 
Oh, they film television shows, movies. They have okay. a lot of standing sets. Okay. Um, you know, street scenes. Okay. You, you know, a, a lot of the type of sets that they had in, uh, you, you know, at the studios. Right. Before they, 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 yeah. When they got rid of those, they basically have standing sets. Nice. All out there. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, do we have to do this story, Tony? I say no, but, um, <laughs> yes. Well, if any, like like anybody who's listening to this show has not heard, the pirates will no longer be saying we want the redhead and the pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland after rides auction scene undergoes a modification in 2018. Walt Disney Company plans to make changes to the auction scene. According to Tom, according to Oh, <gasps> Susie Brown? Susie. Yeah, Susie Brown was in this article. Well, the we okay, so while the scene has long been a favorite of many Disney fans, it has occasionally been the brunt of criticism for what some believe to be a sexist approach to women. Years ago, the scene that comes after the auction scene, which used to have pirates chasing women, was changed to pirates chasing women for food, and one where a woman was chasing a pirate. When asked about the sexism, Brown said in a statement, We believe the time is right to turn the page to a new story in the scene consistent with the humorous, adventurous spirit of the attraction. Burning a city down. (laughs) In the auction scene, the redhead will become a pirate, helping the auctioneer gather valuables from the townspeople to auction off to the pirates. Potential brides will no longer be offered at the auction to the pirates either. Once the change is made, which is expected to take place during a refurbishment of the attraction. I think drowning the mayor, too, when he won't tell you where the gold is. That's very funny. Murder and, arson, murder, murder and arson are <laughs> fine, Michael. No no, no problem with those. It's yeah. no big deal. Okay, go ahead, everybody. Share uh, your opinions. Well, you know, it was inevitable this scene would be changed after they changed the, the pirates chasing the women way back in the, what, late 80s or something? But yeah. the storyline for this scene is lame. I mean, the, okay, first of all, the pirates have looted and pillage this town and then they're auctioning it off, off to back, they, to, back yeah. to them who, to themselves yeah that doesn't make drunk. Sense. Yeah. it's drunk, just such, so maybe... it's just such a bad yeah. bad story and nice. but i also think part of this is that some of the younger imagineers they want to make their mark in the mm-hmm. park on some of the classic attractions and all we, we saw that partially with the club 33 change because i mean part of it was the club 33 members they wanted a lounge as there is over at carthay circle you know the 1901 they wanted a place where they could hang out so you know the imagineers oh great we get to make this big old change to club 33 and they got all excited and of course then they have that off-centered window that really annoys me every time I'm <laughs> and then and then and you know and it looks fine from make, the it looks fine from the inside it does look fine from the inside i know yes, I've, yeah. I've seen it but so now you know they want to make their marks on the classic attractions and i think a lot of that is is evidenced in this scene and i just it just isn't well thought out. I read somewhere that, well, and I don't know how true it is because on some blog somewhere that Walt really wanted villains to be villains. Yes. And good to be good. And that the villains were supposed to be really awful villains Mm -hmm. and pirates. That's I'm, I'm not saying that this needs to be a historical review of pirates. I like actual pirates, but pirates were pretty awful people. Right. 
I don't know. It, I think it kind of shows you that our culture is slightly backwards, where we're more worried about kind of the sexuality stuff than we are about, like I said, murder and ransacking a town and arson. It's it's. It, listen, I get it. I get that some people could possibly be offended by this scene, and maybe if some people will be offended by this scene, I understand getting rid of it. Maybe. Maybe at a child's park, it's it, we don't want to be necessarily talking about the aspect of pirates where they might have sold people off. You know, maybe that's not the exact place to talk about it. After, but at the same after, time, after forty years, people are suddenly offended. It, it, exactly. At the same time, we, then we need to change Jungle Cruise because it has tribal depictions. Then we need to change Small World because it has all these depictions of has all these stereotypical depictions of every single culture in the world, like. You know, at what point do we stop being offended? It's, 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 I can't tell somebody don't be offended by these people, by these women being sold. But, but at the same time, when do we stop being offended? Right. I mean, you know, well, that's that, you know, I can understand why they're doing this. I'm not saying that I like it or anything that I understand what kind of worries me is, What's next? What's what's the next thing that they're going to sit there and, and say that? Um, and I think that's kind of what you were talking about, Tyler, is, is where is it going to stop? Are they now going to change Jungle Cruise? Are they now going to change other, you know, um, classic attractions because people might be offended? And I truly don't think this is from people complaining. I think this is is somebody trying to make their mark and and in the office area and these changes and, and, and i don't mind getting rid of the scene depicting women being sold uh, that's fine getting rid of it but at least to have a better story if you're going to replace yeah. it with a scene replace it with a good scene yeah this right. just doesn't seem well thought out to me i mean i think and... this comes mostly from Paris, right? I mean, it's coming in Paris in like what a few weeks or something. So I think they decided, hey, we're redoing the Paris one. We want to really up it. We want to add a new scene, you know. And they decided that's what they were going to do. And maybe somebody higher up said, hey, maybe we should do that in all of the pirates. Like, it's hard to know. It's it's hard to know how the line of thought really happened because it because from the outside it seems like all it is is uh, is just trying to make people happy just it's all political right that's what it that's the only thing it seems like right you know what michael brought up which i thought was interesting was just the idea that okay at least if you're gonna improve it improve it like that's a real i didn't think of it that way i just thought with a knee jerk why are you getting rid of it pc but then at least make it an improvement to the story because that's what disney's supposed to do anyway so i thought that was a really good point michael i'm just I never oh. thought of it that way, so now I'm contemplating. Well, yeah, if at least if you're going to do it, make it better, not something, anything. Right. It all. It also didn't take Disney long to start rolling out quotes from the Imagineers talking about how Walt always wanted the park constantly changing. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, come on, you can't yeah. you can't say that every single time. Yeah. NorCal Dad actually makes a good point. Yes, I just it, saw like, that. Like, you're you're okay. You're okay. You're not okay with women being sold, but you're okay with a woman being having like a gun in her hand, like, and showing all these kids that it's okay to be this violent woman who's going right? to shoot whoever's well, in her way. And that well, that goes back to to what you were saying, Tyler. I mean, 
you know, we're okay with the violence, the sacking, the burning, you know, and all that. But yeah, the waterboarding. I don't, you know, <laughs> but I, I don't want to get too far down the road because I thought if somebody from Disney's listening because they do listen to the show, I, I don't want them to think you're right. We've got to completely change this attraction. <laughs> um, I, do, so. I don't I don't want to get into this any further, but could this be a compromise with the Hall of Presidents? I don't think so. No, so far I don't think removed. that's related. Yeah. What, so, so, to, to draw attention away from the Hall of Presidents? Well, yeah. Okay, so we're going to put... Oh, oh We're going to put... See. Yeah, okay. Never mind. All right. Sorry. Wow. Drop that bomb, Yeah, let's go. And then move on. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the whole... Hey, look over here <laughs> yes. as we open this over right, there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. You never know. Could be. But anyway. I, it, okay, I can see but, it at the other park, but not at Disneyland. Yeah. Okay, so interesting, because... Aaron in the chat room says, to me, it's putting a female who isn't a victim in the ride about time. And that's a valid point. I can't. I even see that. Going off, like, that's I mean, a good. Like, that, that was articulated is. very well looking at it. I, that I way, think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. No, to I just I don't have that perspective. So right. I can't. And I, I agree with to... that. I agree with that. When you here's the thing about Pirates of the Caribbean. And listen, this is fiction. I get it. These pirates are not real pirates. This is not exactly how real pirates were. What? This is still fiction. I get it. But at the same time, I think Walt wanted a little bit of realism in there. And I think selling women for him was kind of a very dark thing that, you know, probably wouldn't have been done these days. But listen, when you're changing it, you're making it, you're changing it from a history type of ride, which, uh, granted, like I said, I want to preface it again. It's not exactly history, but you're changing it from a history ride to a completely fiction ride. So that's fine. It's just it's just a change, you know? That's Do you all. think this is eventually going to turn into the Pirates of the Caribbean movie ride, where everything well, is based all, on the movie? I mean, I know it's slowly heading, but... Right. Well, I'm super happy. I don't know about any of you guys, but I thought about that. I was like, I'm really glad that this doesn't have to do with the movie, though. I'm glad that this isn't any scene from any movie. I'm glad they're not like, oh, and now you're going to be able to see this character from the movie. Well, yet, I agree with you, but <laughs> but they're making the redhead a new, you know, they're making the redhead a new kind of, I don't know, anti-heroine. And that's interesting in a way. I, I you know... Um, uh, it's it just it was um, it's 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 a change and we're all we'll all get used to it. That's that's all I can say. I don't know. Is the chat room brought up an an actual like historical female pirate? That's kind of a cool thing if they were to somehow bring that in. I'd be like, okay, very okay. Apparently, a very famous pirate. I'm not a pirate expert, people. Oh yeah, she's very yeah. famous. Yeah, she I'm is. Not a, I'm not a. I'm not a <laughs> okay, pirate well, I, expert either. So don't. Yeah, I don't. Well, I guess everybody famous. who listens to the show in the chat room knows all these famous yeah. pirates. But <laughs> Willie Stargell, that's in the seventies. Uh, everything I think, you know, everything pirate. I say, take with a grain of salt, please, because I, you know, it's just this is. I'm not like a history major. Now, what, what, what do, how does them announcing it so far in advance affect things? Oh, you know they're going to sell all kinds of stuff. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that too. But I'm, I'm, you know, are they announcing it now so that in 2018, when they're going to do it, we've forgotten about it? 
No, I, I think it's no. so that when people can book their travel so they can buy the merchandise. Oh, God. So then they're going to have like a, a dessert party where you can go go eat eat in the pirate scene or in the auction Maybe. scene. And, yeah. Oh, there's there's going to be redhead <laughs> t-shirts. Oh, yeah, mean, oh there's going to be all kinds of stuff. I mean, if I'm wondering if they were the- going to announce this at the D23 Expo and maybe they didn't want the reaction, mm, the yeah, shock maybe. at the Expo. Oh, it would have gone it, over like a lead balloon mm-hmm. if that had happened. Well, I think okay. they the they want to do they, it's happening in Paris very soon, and they they probably knew that it's going to happen in Paris, and we should just announce it now if we want to like just get it out of the way because they knew people were probably going to be upset, right? Yeah. So they probably just wanted to get it all out of the way at the same time, so it wasn't like waves of people being upset. Okay, if they move this to a marketing thing about write it before it changes, I will be furious because then it's not about doing what's right mm-hmm. because then you're ex- you're going back to exploiting it one last time for profit like that's even worse than if they were to leave it in if they turn it into a big old thing before they change it because to me that's if not more exploitive because you're not that, not that we're cynical or anything like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right, we need to move on. Thank I've you, learned a lot about female pirates in the chat room. <laughs> I, I'm like, wow. All right, thank you, Tony. It is time for Rapid Fire. I will go first. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain has finally announced an opening date for their new attraction, Justice League Battle for Metropolis. What? What? I'm just saying, this has been like... I'm. I actually didn't know this, and they've been, like you said, finally. Yeah, because it was supposed to be, what, spring or or at least summer? Yeah, it's been a long time coming, is all I'm saying. So it's uh, July 12th is the opening date, so well into the summer. Um, This is a dark ride that it's an updated version of a ride that is open at several other Six Flags parks across the country. Uh, Riders will battle alongside Justice League superheroes against Lex Luthor, which is how you have to say it, um, and (laughs) fellow... Sorry, Superman. I'm easily amused. Yeah. Ned Beatty, <laughs> Superman. Um, Lex Luthor and fellow DC comic villains uh, features a mix of animatronics, 4D effects like mist and fire, and high-definition 3D animations. Ooh. Um, and apparently the exterior looks like the Hall of Justice. At least it has. That's kind of cool. In, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. In some of the other incarnations of this, um, and be, because of the more most recent movie, um, this version will include Harley Quinn. So, oh, I think I need to go to Magic Mountain. This sounds like the best thing they've done in a very long time. Yeah, they, they they haven't done a lot of dark rides. So I was reading an article no, about no. it that they're like having to. That when they were building this, they had to make sure it was maintenance, not maintenance free, but almost maintenance free because the employees at Magic Mountain know how to take care of roller coasters, but dark rides, yeah. not, not so much. So uh, that's a little bit unfortunate to hear that, actually. But, right. Oh, but, hopefully it turns out well. Yeah, yeah. Uh. All right. Uh, Tyler, go for it. All right, cool. Uh, well, Universal Studios Hollywood has actually just introduced a new silver annual pass as well as flex pay. Um, the silver annual pass uh, to just, well, there's four annual passes altogether now, including the silver annual pass. Um, the silver kind of 
clocks in at 169 if you buy it online, and it's 179 if you buy it at the park. So I would just buy it at uh, I would just buy it online if I were you. Um, just makes the most sense. I would buy basically any tickets you're going to buy for Universal Studios. Always buy them ahead of time. Um, but with the flex pay, the silver is going to be six dollars a month. The gold will be eighteen dollars a month. And the platinum will be $45 a month. And basically the platinum is every day you get front of line privileges. The gold Ooh. is 345 days and the silver is 270. They also still have the California neighbor pass, which is 176 days, which, you know, you can get at Costco and stuff as well. So and that one's not, um, that one's not available on the flex pay, right? That is not available for the flex pay, uh, but it, it, you know it is one twenty nine. That's the cheapest one if you be buy like it at fifty cents a month or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but I, I, you know, I think what a lot of people are missing here is that Universal Studios Hollywood offering flex pay is super interesting because it is them catering to locals, and it's the first time they've tried to do that in a really long time. If you actually consider mm-hmm. a lot of what's been going on, so. With them opening up Nintendo, you know, in the coming years, and hopefully we get... I don't know if we're going to get the Olympics. It doesn't seem like we're going to get it, but um, if we do, we'll, you know, they're going to be bolstering everything over there, too. So, I mean, it's really interesting to note that they've not only added the Silver Annual Pass, but the Flex Pay, because they really want locals now. And I'm And I'm telling you, probably... Four, three, four, five years from now, they're going to start building their own hotels and make it like a real resort. I, I really believe that. Um, it's it's starting to come together. And now with Karen Irwin at the helm, who was uh, working at, um, who was um, in Florida for a long time, okay. she's now at the helm in Hollywood. And she is kind of trying to homogenize everything. Um, and I guarantee you, we're going to be seeing a lot of what Florida is getting. So. It's gonna be cool. Universal, a lot of good stuff. Universal Parks merchandise, yeah. just like Disney, yeah, Disney you know Parks what? merchandise. Yes. yes, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> actually, they're already sort of doing that. You're not wrong. So, where are they gonna put? Tom and I were actually talking about where can they put all the stuff, extra stuff. Well, and then well, they they are um, relocating many of their sound stages that are in the lower lot. So the lower lot is gonna become a new. The lower lot, I believe, is actually going to become a bigger area than the upper lot currently is. Okay. Um, and so lots of things are going to be going down there. I think Mummy's going to be going eventually. Um, and so you can see just many changes. Basically, the whole entire Red Sea Lake that they had over there, where the parting of the waters was that you went through yeah. in the tram, that's mm-hmm. all being filled in. They're going to build sound stages over there now. Um, hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of big changes are coming and I, I, you know, this is, a, this is a far out there thing, but it, you know, I work on a website inside universal.net and, and we believe that, uh, in the next, I don't even, I don't want to give how many years, but they probably will build a second theme park there eventually. Um, and they have lots of space to do it. So it's 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 really just a matter of time, and it's really. Do you see the tram? It'll, it'll do you, happen. Do you ever see the tram t- tram tour going away? No, uh, not 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 anytime soon. But yeah, I could see it going. If they built a second theme park, I could see it possibly going away. Yeah. 
um, because at that point you're making it more of like a destination mm-hmm. than than like a you're making it more of like that destination than you're not making it like a movie behind the scenes right. thing as much anymore, you know. Um, Which is what it was. I mean, that's the whole history of it. So it, oh, it's yeah. kind of sad that that it's going this route. Yeah. Well, if you look over at you know Universal Studios Orlando, that was that's basically what happened it was it started that way too like they built sound stages when they built orlando um because they thought oh yeah we'll get a lot of people to come over here and film their stuff well huh. that that really didn't happen very often you know and it was the same thing with mgm studios which is now hollywood studios it just didn't really happen as much as they needed it to so you know the studio stuff had to take a back seat you know as well as if you think about it DVDs, Blu-rays, everything you watch has behind-the-scenes documentaries on it now, right? So right. why would you need to go to a theme park to see that stuff? You know how it all works, you know? You get it now, so... You don't need to see that stuff because it's on a DVD. Okay. You want to live the movies now. You don't want to see how they're made, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Good point. Alright, thank you, Tyler. Mary Jo? Okay, well, for those of those of us who remember way back when when they had the uh, Polynesian Terrace at Disneyland, this is pretty good news. The Tahitian um, Terrace, you mean? What I call it Polynesian, didn't I? Tahitian Terrace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Um, Dole Packaged Foods is going to be sponsoring the summer celebration throughout downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort again. Um, they're going to have entertainment on the downtown Disney Live stage, which is the stage that's over by Rainforest Cafe and SPN Zone. Um, and they're going to ha- Why are you laughing? Because you said SPN Zone. That That's the, the Polynesian okay. um, sports. No. It's, it's, it's Spanish. ES so together is S. So it's Spanish. Oh, S-P-N. okay. S- what is it called? ESPN. Sorry about that. Okay, well, that place over there. You've been there. spending a little too much time drinking those drinks at the Polynesian Terrace. I have, eh? <laughs> um, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the uh, Polynesian performers of Tupua, well, they, they've already um, started this weekend. But the cool thing is that they're going to be performing every Friday night um, starting July 7th through September 1st. So pretty much the whole summer they're going to be over there. And if you haven't seen them, you really want to go because they're so fun to listen to. Um, also, during the downtown Disney summer celebration, a lot of the restaurants are going to they're going to have their special dishes that include dull pineapple. And some of them are at the Earl of Sandwich. It's going to be featuring a Hawaiian barbecue sandwich and ESPN zone. We'll <laughs> serve up Hawaiian pork sliders and pineapple upside down cake with summer sangria. The Naples Ristorante at Pizzeria will be tossing Hawaiian barbecue pizza. The Rainforest Cafe is going to feature their Taste of Islands entree. And Ralph Brandon's Jazz Kitchen, um, their summer menu will have the Black and Mahi Mahi, which is super good. Their Peach Cobbler and Pineapple Milk Punch, which I'm curious to try. Um, Also, for something a little bit lighter, you can try the Summer Salad at Tortilla Joe's. And for something spicy, taste the chorizo and pineapple flatbread at the Uva Bar that's in the middle of Catal, um, served by Catal. And then at the La Brea Bakery and Cafe, they're going to have the scallops al pastor, peach cobbler with vanilla gelato, a blackberry mint cooler, and blackberry mojito. And then for dessert or snack, you can have the Hawaiian pretzel at the Wetzel's Pretzels. 
adult fruit bowl at Jamba Juice or the banana split dazzler at Hagen Dazs. And once again, this is going to be going on for the rest of the summer um, through September 4th. Awesome. Sounds yeah. good. I'm hungry. It does sound good. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Can I back up for one second? I just wanted to mention something that Dina said in chat, which is all of the passes that I mentioned earlier have a $110 down payment. I just That was an important thing that I needed to mention. Okay, cool. Just kind of so, like, the, so it's basically the same as Disney where you have to pay one day yeah, in advance. Yeah, $110 down payment, yeah. and then you pay the monthly on top of that. I, I I just met, missed the $110. No worries. Very important. We'll forgive you this one time. All right. All right. Thank you. Michael. Okay. Well, I I mentioned the D23 Expo a bit earlier. Uh, Walt Disney Studios, they have have announced yet another offering, uh, another event that they are presenting there. It is a celebration of an animated classic, the Lion King event. This is scheduled for Sunday, July 16th at 10 a.m., the D23 Expo Arena. Uh, producer uh, was uh, you know of the Lion King was um, Don Hahn, director Rob Minkoff, um, animators Tony Bancroft and Mark Henn, and there will be other special guests will be in attendance as they all look back at the timeless and beloved Disney animated classic. Of course, I brought up the spreadsheet. Those of you who are getting yours out, Sunday, July sixteenth. What this is also um, up against is the first half of Tangled, the series panel on stage 28, and at the Walt Disney Archive stage, writing with Walt, researching in the Magic Kingdom of Good Eating. Also, just a sort of a follow-up, Saturday, July 15th, there was there's a presentation at 6 p.m. Um, yesterday's tomorrow, Disney's Magical Mid-Century from 6 to 7 p.m. Walt Disney Archive stage. It just uh, came to my attention that Don Hahn's written a book with a title that's very similar to uh, this uh, the title of this presentation that I think it's being released... Oh, I don't know. I want to say August. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, so I have a feeling it's tied into that book. So for folks that might be interested in going to that event. And it wouldn't surprise me then if the book is actually going to be made available. Yeah, because I know there were advance. there were several books that they were going to have there mm-hmm. before they're before they're available on the shelf. So yeah, be- and I don't remember if I read. Yeah, that I, don't that was one the, I don't remember what the list mm-hmm. was, but yeah. Yeah. And also, it's a new month. So activities at the uh, Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco's Presidio. They're going to have a book signing on Thursday, July 6th from 4 to 5 p.m. in the museum store. This, of course, is free. It's uh, the book is Disney during World War Two. It's written by John Baxter. And it's how the Walt Disney Studio contributed to victory in the war. So it's anyway, it's talking about all the different activities that the Walt Disney Studio contributed to the Allied effort during the Second World War. And we've talked about it both on this show and on Connecting with Walt. So uh, and of course, the book will be available for purchase in the museum store. Uh, the talk of the month is the evolution of the Disney princess Saturday, July 29th at one o'clock. And so this is going to talk about how, uh, the characters look, um, of like Snow White, Cinderella and Aurora, Aurora really influences the tone of the film. So they're going to talk about how the iconic 
dresses and dramatic reveals created by Walt's team continue to have an um, impact today. So they're going to have um, fashion designer and project runway participant Jake Wall and visual development costume design artist for Moana. And they're going to... and. Um, Nesa Bovet, and they're going to talk on how Walt's vision helped create magical moments through fashion and shaped our perception of the iconic princess look. So I will definitely be there for that. Uh, there's a, they have a story time for kids, and it's called Ellie in Concert with Mike Wu. And this is great. Uh, and I've mentioned this a while back, how um, Pixar Animation Studios, they have been doing a book series um, children's books and they're all illustrated by Pixar animators so this one is um, Sunday July 20th at 11 a.m. and this Mike Wu will be reading his um, newest children's book Ellie in Concert and this is uh, it's all about Ellie in um, Ellie the Elephant and there's going to be a live musical performance also um, afterwards by Andy Jimenez and uh, anyway so both of these are free Wait, wait, Andy. Okay, sorry. I went to school with Andy Jimenez. I need to go to that talk. Okay. And I'm sure there's no one else on the planet named Andy Jimenez. No, no. He works for Pixar. Oh, okay. Then there you go. He was the film guy in school. Like, no, no. I I, I got all excited when I I keep looking at all the pictures. Like, where's his name? Sunday, July 30th, 11 a.m. Write that down. If you're going, let me know. Okay. Um, and um, oh, and be one of the first ten people to buy the book, Tony, and you'll get a free Ellie in concert tote that's created especially for the book. And um, adults are not permitted into this program without children, and children are not permitted without adults. So <laughs> there you go, Tony. The Fine. film of the month is Aladdin and American Heroes, where they're going to tell you the stories of Johnny Appleseed, the brave engineer, Pecos Bill, Paul Bunyan, and John Henry. Um, All great, great little shorts, cartoon shorts. Uh, A reminder about the two exhibits that are running, Awaking um, Beauty, the Art of Ivan Earl, is running through January 8th. And if you're listening to our show on Monday on your digital recording device and you are standing in front of the Walt Disney Family Museum, um, (laughs) go on in because um, you get to see the Ivan Earl exhibit free with your paid admission to the museum on January 3rd. And then um, Deja Vu, the art of Andreas Deja, that's actually been extended. Um, That is now running through October 9th. And they have a a cute little thing. Take a photo of yourself at the Deja um, exhibit and share it with the hashtag Deja You. And you could win an original sketch of Jafar signed by Andreas Deja himself. And then share your photo with the Walt Disney Family Museum on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So that's everything that's going on at the Walt Disney Family Museum in July. We will have a link to their website, the museum's website, in our show notes so you can find out more information about these and other events. Thank you, Michael. I did find the list of books that are going to be available before. Um, mm-hmm. And the the one you mentioned is not on the list yet, but you know, you never know. Um, a Kiss Goodnight by Richard Sherman and Floyd Norman will be available before it's in the stores. Uh, Mindy Johnson's new book about the women of Disney animation. Uh, Dave Bossert's um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit book. And Art of Coloring, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. All four of those will be available um, 
at the at the Disney Dream Store before they're available to the general public. So yeah, and the first three I've already pre-ordered, so <laughs> nice. if I get them there, stop <laughs> the end my pre-orders. Mm-hmm. All right, Tony. Well, <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be the longest show ever. Okay, go ahead. Well, it is. It's a story. I know. So we were doing a review, a future review for Hearthstone Lounge. And I think it was obvious because Tom was telling everybody, quiet on the set, quiet yeah. on the set. We're doing a vlog if everybody can stop talking. So it was obvious what we were doing. But then the, serv- the server came over and said, because we, we were asking if we could get items from Storytellers Cafe over there and said, well, no, but we're testing today, the day we were there. So then the next day we went back. Uh new pizzas at whitewater snacks and so at first we're like no big deal and then she told us this whole story about how it was andrew sutton no she didn't how he... she didn't mention andrew sutton she just she said didn't the say sh- andrew sutton she, she said, said the, the, chef. the chef yeah the chef in charge of all of disney food. yeah that's yeah. what she said yeah and um so went all over the went all over the world looking for the freshest ingredients that was his pet project and when it have like i'm not going to do this unless it's good <laughs> And she said, I had them. They were amazing. Everybody was trying them out. And so we went over there that that night. It was locked. So we came back the next day. And we go there to go take a picture of the menu. So there are new pizzas. And Andrew Sutton was standing right there. And so we were full from test doing the next review that you're going to hear. But when he tells you to buy a pizza, you kind of have to buy a pizza. When Andrew Sutton's standing in at the menu, standing at whitewater snacks and there was another napa rose chef there's a napa rose chef in there so they were you know testing and we're making him but he himself said better ingre- he said i don't basically said we should you shouldn't go to nap naples because better ingredients and ten dollars cheaper and we had a slice had to give away a lot of our slices and um it was amazing they're full-size pizzas they're 23 24 and 25 dollars but remember that's ten dollars cheaper than Naples and it is a full size It's like fourteen pizza. inch pizza, yeah. Yeah. And it's so huge, they have it's, it's not yeah. huge, but it's more than one person can eat. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad ba- for a theme park pizza. No, and considering the quality, you could tell. Uh baby artichoke, roasted tomato, arugula, and grana padana parmigiano. The one show that Nancy's not on, where we're talking about Andrew Sutton and these <laughs> fancy titles. Um, there's a that's twenty four dollars for twenty three classic pepperoni made with Southern California. A special kind of pepperoni, fresh tomato sauce, and three cheeses, 23 bucks. $25 lemon shrimp caper, fire roasted, and tomato parmigiano. The one that Tom and I had, the Nuja Italian prosciutto sausage, and he was describing it to us, and I was kind of glazing over because I'm not a chef, but it sounded good. Um, baby portobello mushrooms, artichokes, roasted tomato with grana padana parmigiano, 25 bucks. That's what we had. It was great. Um, the slice and then margarita fire roasted tomatoes, fresh mozzarella and fresh basil. If you're listening to this show, oh, made with 100% imported caputo flour, flour of Naples, Italy. So like there's these are seriously gourmet pizzas, but they still have a normal pepperoni pizza. And it was they were great and they're there and they literally started last week. And there, if, it, if it's he said if they're successful there then they're going to go to um Hearthstone. possibly the pool no for sure then, they're, for sure they're going to the pool and then storytellers and was it storytellers or hearthstone i thought it was hearthstone that's oh i see i we heard two different things oh and they got a specific like he was talking about the oven and we got this oven mm-hmm. and it's amazing like they did a lot of work for this what's interesting is every single cast member we said 
we're talking about pizza they're oh they're the most the greatest pizzas i've ever had like everyone said it so and according to the chef ten dollars cheaper than naples and higher quality ingredients so it's definitely worth heading over there so they still have so they still have like everything else though right like the nachos yeah they didn't get rid of the nachos no this is in addition to it didn't turn into like a pizza place they just added this to it it's funny that they have this fancy pizza and then they're just like ah but also you get some chicken wings yeah i was confused by that too and why they're doing it there but we couldn't really get reasons for that unless maybe they want to i'm curious if they want to start serving it to the hotel Oh, that yes, that's what the server said. That and then eventually room service and things like that. So, but there you go. Awesome. All right, now I'm hungry again. Yeah, Um, and I have an article in the Diz with some pictures. So so we we bought one pizza, but then the like the table next to us was getting pizzas delivered, and then we're like we're like don't 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 touch it yet. We want to take a picture, so we got <laughs> pictures of a couple of the other ones too. So don't touch the pizza that don't, you bought. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. May I please take a picture? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, all right. Oh my goodness, a marathon show. All right, happy Independence Day, everyone. Uh, that is going to do it for this show. Stick around for Tony's review of the Summer of Heroes food. Uh, be sh- uh, let's see, and be sure to check all of catch all of our other Disney Plug podcasts this week. We will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>